0: if you're listening to the sound of my voice then you're listening to the video chronicles and we're happy to have you please subscribe to us on apple spotify anchor or wherever else you can find podcasts we're everywhere and then you just keep doing that okay enjoy the show I saw you press the button.
1: Yeah.
0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Content Candy.
1: Well, Video Chronicle, right? Oh
0: shit, let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Hi. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Video Chronicle. I
1: was going to leave that in.
0: Oh good, oh good. <laughs> this is starting off on the right foot. I'm one of your hosts, Video Drew.
1: Yeah, and on the other one, Nerd Chronic.
0: Nerd Chronic. It's because we have so many things that we're doing right now. Yeah. I forgot like the over arching brand is content candy yeah because that's something you came up with and it's very very funny
1: yeah i forgot where that came from like it was just uh we were talking about stuff and i was like content candy like that's you, a funny
0: i think he named it on phrase. a quiz once like you just like said it and i was like oh i'm gonna steal that from you like i would need that and then i was like no wait it needs to be like your llc yeah like that's what needs to be where the checks like, are coming from
1: it's like that then we need to have a cereal podcast called uh corpus krispies <laughs> oh
0: my god that was mine <laughs> yeah that's, that's mine yours. from the selena quiz that's yours <laughs> mm. so guys this is a show where we kind of talk about whatever we want to and we know that we've taken uh, a little bit of a break um yeah
1: well let's update on why that was i mean it's because we kind of uh, i mean we're so gung-ho to start this thing that we just just sat down in a barren room with like some mics and we're like let's record a podcast and start a whole network like right now we did and we're like okay (laughs) Now let's take like two weeks to like actually set the room up. <laughs> now
0: Picture us on, a, on a, a floor, you know, like in that scene of Rosemary's Baby where they're just eating Chinese food with the mattress on the floor. It's just like that. It's just us with microphones sitting on the floor. And now we're in a, a studio. Like there's there's like actual things on the walls to dampen the sounds. There's a TV. There's a computer. There's some Pokemon cards that you want going on. Uh, there's two dogs. Those are normal. And... Yeah, so now we're, we're pretty much set up. We forgot to mention the other reason, though, that we weren't doing this for a little bit. And that was that I was having a uh, medical a medical thing go on. I had to get a procedure done, which isn't the same thing as the surgery. But, uh, yeah, I had my very first colonoscopy. That was really fun. Golf, Thank you. Golf clap. Mazel tov to me. Uh, that was, you know, they, they say the prep is, like, the worst part, and I didn't know they said that. I honestly did not know they said yeah. that.
1: They being you.
0: No. no, 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 like the internet. Like everyone says the prep is the worst part. That's why people don't want it to I know, do. I know,
1: now you are they. You. Now
0: I'm they. I don't identify as a they, and so I'm still me, but also I'm in conjunction with the they in saying that, yeah, the prep is the worst part. Going under was like easy breezy. Like they were like, hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm mm. And I woke up and I was somewhere else. Yeah. And I was like super relaxed, chill. The prep was horrific. And it uh, looks like everything's all good. So, guys, this is your annual reminder to go get that horrific preparation colonoscopy thing that you've been dreading. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of like the general gist of like what's been going on for the last couple of weeks is you've been... Oh,
0: and air, air conditioning broke. Can't
1: remember that. Air conditioning also broke in the garage, which, which is timely, I guess, right? It's a good thing that we kind of already had this room underway because it yeah. would have sucked if it broke... And we didn't have this room underway.
0: You know, uh, people have said to me in the past, Drew, it's one thing after another with you. And I just kind of want to point out that sometimes it's multiple things on top of each other. It's not always one thing after another. Sometimes they come simultaneously, like they did this week, and it uh, it can feel like a lot. Even though I don't really leave the house, it can feel like a lot. <laughs> but uh, we've been we've been watching it. Oh, let's see. She got my hairband.
1: No, no, we got Doug running away with the hairband.
0: So we actually haven't been watching that many movies recently. Yeah, but we, we're
1: going to get into that. I mean, we want to do movie reviews. Also, I mean, how many movies have come out? Like, there's been a handful. God, yes. we haven't seen
0: anything. We haven't seen Green Knight. Let's just talk about the movies we haven't seen. Yeah, summer, we are... let's do
1: reviews of the movies we have not seen. Green yeah, Knight, let's do it. Candyman. Okay. So Shang Chi.
0: Candyman was too woke. Shang Chi was too woke, <laughs> and Green Knight was not woke enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: old was oh we've already gone over old and I saw that but we like, did old yeah uh, and then what other ones are there that we have not seen yet hey get off each other our dogs are humping each other oh no oh no I feel like there's more movies I haven't seen I mean there is but like I mean in theaters what are the big ones
1: uh, right now Shang-Chi uh, Yeah, that's Chi. it's technically not, it's not, not, out, not out yet but they had like the early screenings for a lot of people
0: you know what I was seeing today was the um, stuff for the, the new Batman
1: yeah well so we can go over that a little bit. So they debuted some footage at CinemaCon, like that's an, as an official thing for you know it to go out to people there and seeing it and report on. But there was a supposed leak of a screening that happened. And again, this is all allegedly. This is all like some guy on TikTok saying like I have I have the scoop here, guys. You know, and uh it's from this guy called Blu-ray Angel, uh who I have seen this stuff before, and he just he's he's you know kind of like the quintessential like you know fandom tiktoker guy talks about you know comic the stuff
0: quintessential yeah fandom tiktoker i don't know what the quintessential, so, so version the quintessential
1: is. look as is we look at it. it's a guy with like like comic book like posters on his in his background okay. he's holding he's using his uh air his uh, earbuds as a microphone he's, he's pinching and holding his microphone on his earbuds up to his mouth like this to use as a mic and he's like hey guys got the scoop here letting you know what's happening what if wanda was actually dr strange in that what if episode i <laughs> just like what's in his back so, so,
0: so they're not doing a green screen it's just a regular background hey girls
1: it's just oh. stuff like that it's usually just a regular back sometimes you use green screen but uh, but this guy, I've seen this stuff before and there's a lot of these people, you know, cropped up uh, during WandaVision with all the theories that were, were running rampant with that show. So, like, you know, every week you'd see, like, you know, five, six TikTokers lift but, but it was just always, what if it was Mephisto? Yeah, what if it was Mephisto? What if Agatha is actually Wanda's mother from another timeline that she forgot about? Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, my favorite one was this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's like, okay, so on WandaVision episode four just introduced a Fantastic Four. They mention a aeronaut that's coming into town it has to be reed richards there's no other logical explanation who it could be <laughs> so yeah. people got I mean, hyped that reed richards was going to show up in wandavision episode like six or seven
0: well to be fair that was kind of like an easter i feel like that was kind of like a loose thread that they left dangling that the very specific aeronautics reference i'm yeah. not saying it had yeah. to be Reed richards they I, had to introduce it here but it did feel like a very purposeful like yeah why mention that that's your friend yeah but it's, he does this very specific job yeah
1: it's hard to i think those type of theories always run a little too far anyways uh, oh, yeah. in, in general but i think it's also hard to like uh, bash all of them entirely because there is. it is pretty well known now that the WandaVision's finale was heavily rewritten
0: well uh-huh. yeah because Doctor Strange was supposed to be part of it like they yeah. actually filmed the Benedict scenes yeah but also, like, it's hard to bash them when mm, the big ones, the really pervasive ones, are always true. Like, it was no surprise that Agatha was Agatha Harkness. Yeah. It was, or, what's that, Harkness? Yeah. And it was no surprise that, uh, that Kang showed up at the end of, sorry, spoilers for Loki. Yeah. No surprise that he showed up. Yeah. Like, no surprise that the TVA was fake. Like, there's, yeah. you know. Because people just, they just throw stuff at wall, like, and the spaghetti, like, eventually is going to stick to the wall. Like, yeah, you'll, some find, of it. you'll
1: find something in there if you just you have a million theories every week.
0: Or, like, if you're like me and you're just very good at picking up, like, context clues, like, of yeah. what they're trying to throw down. I'm sure if you combine my intellect with, like, my deductive reasoning with the actual comic book knowledge, like, backstory history, I'd be able to just predestination that stuff all day long. I would yeah. just be like, oh, I see where this is going.
1: Uh, yeah, so I mean, so in that regard, it's uh, you know these TikTokers, you know, are have you know a platform now to kind of like go rampant about these you know theories and fan stuff and everything. So going back to the Dark Knight stuff, not Dark Knight, the Batman stuff. Uh, this guy Blu Ray Angel, he uh, put out a TikTok saying that he had a friend, you know, that went and saw a screening and gave him the inside information about what it's like and it's very scary. He says it's very you know, dark and everything. But I just laugh because like in the tweet that he does the tweet the t- Twitter breakdown. Of the of his of the synopsis, he just had the hands it with guys. I don't even give a shit about Batman or DC, but and even I was really hyped about this. And his picture is just him with like a Batman suit on, like his his head like photoshopped onto like a Batman suit. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, well, you know, he's obviously
0: gonna... not hyped enough to own the Batman suit, yeah. Eric. Like he has to photoshop himself. <laughs> That's why he's not a big Batman fan.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's very funny. Um, How do
0: you say that across the board? If you if you don't if you're saying that like you're not a Batman fan, like I'm not a big DC fan just personally. You can't say you're not a Batman fan because there's so many iterations of, like, I'm not a fan of the character, but there's so many iterations of the concept of Gotham and the extended lore of, like, the Rogue's Gallery that there is literally something for everybody. Yeah. Like There's no way you can be like, I'm not a fan of something that stretches from, like, the 1960s Batman the to to Gotham to Michael Keaton to, to uh, Ben Affleck to, oh my God, to, I'm literally watching a dog chase her own tail and it is it's hella
1: cute yeah our dogs like it's like they know that we're we're recording they're like okay we need to like make ruckus now like they're talking talking now it's time for us to like
0: sleeping a half hour ago and then they woke up with so much energy yeah unlike me
1: yeah to be fair we we had them cooped up for a while while you're at your your procedure
0: yes yes well they're very cooped up while i was getting pooped up
1: (laughs) pent up (laughs)
0: um so i saw this news about it being scary and i was like Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, again, those type of people, though, like uh, those these TikTokers, I can't really take, you know, what their assessment of scary is. Like, Batman, I like, punches a guy into a wall. Like That's, ooh, scary. Like, I don't you know, know, this
0: does seem scary. I don't think you put Paul Dano as your villain unless you're trying to, like, make this sort of scary. Because uh, Paul mm-hmm. Dano, let's be honest, kind of a creepy-looking dude. I like him, and I think he's the best, and he's great, and I like his, uh, I like Zoe... Uh, uh, kravitz no the his his chick anyway uh zoe kravitz no no it's not zoe kravitz she's with channing tatum it's uh kasdan uh zoe kasdan
1: yeah who zoe kasdan who is she
0: she's an actress
1: no who is she who's she in the movie
0: she's not in the movie they're together in real life oh okay (laughs) i'm just saying like i'm I'm, it's like i think they're a cool couple i Uh, met them a couple times in brooklyn they're nice i see Uh, But he's, like, a creepy-looking dude. Like, he plays that moon face creep really well. And I think that uh, he's... You don't cast him as, like, this character. Colin Farrell as the the penguin, I don't get... Like, I don't get that casting choice. Like, I don't... Why couldn't they just be someone else? Like, why couldn't they just hire somebody else?
1: Yeah, supposedly he's not in the movie a lot. Like, it's from (laughs) early reports. But
0: why do we need him at all? Like, he can be another kind of Batman villain. I'm not even saying don't put Colin Farrell in your movie. I'm just saying, like... He's not the Penguin. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? He's not Cobblepot. Yeah. He doesn't read as rich or like uh, like somebody who's like striving towards some sort of acknowledgement in like a social caste system. That's not how Callum Verrill has ever struck me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, he's, he's under heavy prosthetics. I mean, you know, he'll give a good performance. I, I liked him. And the last thing I remember liking him in a lot was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them.
0: Wow. So surprised you went there. (laughs) I I was was about to make the argument that Fantastic Beasts is why we shouldn't cast Colin
1: Farrell. (laughs) I I liked him in that role. Like I liked him specifically, not maybe not the character or what they did with it, but I liked him.
0: Okay, maybe I'm forgetting what they did with what 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 his character was like.
1: Oh, he was just like the guy. I kind of like mentoring. He's like the Javert. Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's like chasing them and stuff, and uh, yeah, on their trail. And I I think it was like they played it. A lot more subtle than, like, you know, giant Depp would do with the character, like, in the next film, where he's, like, la magique, the no magique. Yeah, do you want to talk about this? I know I can tell we're just going to go into, like, the French version
0: of the Harry Potter stuff. La magique.
1: Yeah. We just watched a Pokemon episode today where one of the characters had a French accent. She's, like, sacre le bleu. Like... Then Pokemon, is- And I was
0: like, uh-oh, because I thought it was another kind of accent at first. And then I was like, oh, good. It's just a French accent. <laughs> I mean, we can do a whole episode on how offensive I think Japanese dubs uh, of, like... Or English dubs. English dubs yeah. of Japanese shows are to Americans. Yeah. Like, I find them very offensive to Americans. I'm like, nobody talks like they're from Brooklyn to the point that they sound like Meowth. And yet in every, in every dub, English dub, it's like, hey, well, I come from Brooklyn. Yeah,
1: I don't think... I think that type of, like choice uh has died out in like modern anime like uh like you got that no attack
0: on titan brooklyn guy
1: yeah you got that a lot in uh in yeah early in the 90s anime like that and then uh
0: i'm walking here
1: and then uh Oh. they're like hey yugi like, hey
0: yugi what are you I gonna think... do
1: with that blue eyes white dragon
0: oh my god that dude what's his name joey F Joey, yeah. F Joey, I think he's F Joey Gray, F Joey Gray, F Joey Abraham. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Colin Farrell in this role doesn't read as. That's the other thing. He doesn't read as scary. But you know who does kind of read as scary to me? Who? Robert Pattinson is yeah. kind of scary. Like, I know you haven't seen a uh, Good Times yet, but like he plays such a menacing. If like, like a menacing because of his vulnerability that of a character sort of like ben foster in hell or high water like he seems that much more dangerous than threatening because you understand that he is a three-dimensional person with like all these flaws who's like trying to look out for his mentally handicapped brother while still involving him in these criminal enterprises that get his brother like in trouble and then he's trying to like steal him back from the hospital and it's just it, the things it's like i'm cut gems the safety brothers yeah so the stuff just keeps piling up on him and he's like lying to children and like you know taking advantage of people and you know, doing all these horrible things. But you, but it's from his perspective. And, like, you understand his sense of, like, the walls closing in. Yeah. It, and he's terrifying. Like, you see him as he's doing his life. But you also see him from other people's perspective. And he's, like, this wild-eyed maniac.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Ben Foster. Because uh, when I saw – I haven't seen Good Time. But when I saw the trailer for it, like, the way his character looked and the way he was carrying himself, it reminded me a lot of Ben Foster's character in Alpha Dog. And, I, oh. I, and that's why I thought of like yeah they're a lot of Ben Foster like the, the way he's doing what he's doing There is a
0: comparison here. there. I think then it's probably why I went I went there is because like they do seem comparable like Hell or High Water seems like a lot like a, like a movie that Robert Pattinson would do yeah like let's be honest and I know this is just like a free associating podcast but like Robert Pattinson versus Kristen Stewart. Who has had like the better career since Twilight?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess Robert has done like he has done, like a I think a smaller selection of films, right? Like I think mm, Kristen's I think done. She's done less. I, I, I feel like she's done more. I feel like she's done a lot like more films like in her, in her uh, mm. catalog. But I think he's like been very selective about what he does.
0: I think opposite, honestly. I, I let me let me double check, but I think she's done less. But she's only done like, a, she's done like some big profile ones, but she's mostly done like very small indies. Well, he's been in a bunch of indies that you just like don't remember. Like like Metropolitan or Metropolitan or whatever. Like she's she's been in like, I don't know, how many movies? Let's see. Maybe you're right. Maybe she's been in more, but Let's like. let see,
1: just going off of the numbers. Uh, she has been in 50, she has 50, 57 acting credits. He has 38.
0: Oh my God. That is so many acting credits. Yeah. Wow, uh, Bro, well, how many of those are starring? Like, *Panic yeah. I'm Not sure
1: if we can Well, so like, because I remember after *Post Twilight*, you know, I was doing like those trailer mashup videos for like a while, like the early 2010s. And then, like *Post Twilight*, I was like kind of almost keeping tabs on what she was doing because I would see her pop up in like trailers for other films that did not get like huge releases.
0: Like *Underwater*.
1: Uh, even before even before that, like uh, what's like the French one that she did? Uh, like I think that was like in personal 2015. *Personal chopper Like 15, I saw
0: personal chopper and that was very good.
1: Oh, uh, Sir, Sir Berg, or, or like Seberg
0: where she played uh, Seberg no yeah
1: she was like American Ultra um yeah, oh man how many times Adventure has Land. she been
0: paired up with Jesse Eisenberg you know, she's specifically like the, <laughs> she's like
1: the girlfriend in Billy Lynn's long halftime walk like you know oh you know that, that one, that one uh, she was in uh, what was the other one too uh, clouds of sills maria is the one i'm thinking of and then camp x-ray like both those years both those films came in 2014 like they were acclaimed films too like but they don't get wide releases so she's just like, doing like all these kind of films like really just going at it whereas rob Pattinson has also been like, on upward trajectory but he's been he very have, like the junk ones. yeah he's been very selective about it he, he kind of like takes his time to pick like very specific roles that he does like
0: i feel like they both have done incredibly well in their independent movie careers like i remember seeing her in personal shopper and being like oh she's like so good. This this is her niche. She needs to be. She's kind of like Riley Keough. I feel like she's like equivalent to Riley Keough. I think in terms of acting, which is that like they're both very good at being uh, blank. Like not blank, but they're both very good at being like cipher characters. Like yeah. just kind of like hollowing themselves out and not projecting very much anything. Like they're just they're just sort of read as indecipherable women. And I think I think when she like in Twilight, that didn't really serve her well because she's supposed to be kind of like the Mary Sue. She's supposed to be the access point that we understand her in. And she seemed so remote in those Mm -hmm. movies. Like it seemed like she was always just kind of like, not even just phoning it in. It's like she was phoning it in from like a tin can, like like, in in a room somewhere where she was just like echoing, you know, like she just did not seem at all there, which is weird because she was dating Robert Pattinson at the time, but she just seems so Yeah, the chemistry
1: was absent.
0: Well, and now we know why it's because she likes ladies and that's really cool <laughs> but like i remember that whole thing where like she uh she broke up with Pats because she was dating they're her director of like the next movie after twilight i feel like his mm-hmm. name was spencer or stewart or something yeah uh, i think maybe of uh, the snow white movie the snow white movie, oh right?
1: so yeah the director of that movie i can't remember
0: yeah so she was like cheated on. I mean, this was a huge thing for a while it was like she cheated on Pats and like it was like a national scandal yeah and everyone was like Team Jacob for the win.
1: <laughs> Jacob gets the last laugh. Jacob
0: gets the last laugh. <laughs> that was such manufactured drama. Like the, the I mean, not the part I mean, was, it, cheated, it but was the part where like there the, was a three-way the, the, tie. The team. The like, team. versus team.
1: Like, I mean, it was, it was successful. Like you can't argue that it didn't work, right? Like everyone had the fucking shirts and everything. The team Everybody ever were Team Jacob.
0: Nobody was actually Team Jacob. If you're Team Jacob, what you are is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> what you are is a a fucking liar sorry to curse but like if you're team jacob you are you are not telling the truth about like who you are on the inside um you're lying to yourself and you might believe that but you are lying to yourself and i just want you to know that nobody's actually team jacob uh and that's just my final word on it no one should really be team uh the other one either he also seems awful. They're both, they're both all awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I recently re- uh, just watched Twilight for the first time. And, and oh, wait, it, you've never seen before. I seen like clips of it. I've never seen it in its oh, entirety. Oh wow! Like, they, what, they get better, by if, the way. Uh, sure, uh, I uh, <laughs> watched it uh, for the first time in, in its entirety uh, this past year for one of our quizzes, um, and yeah, it was it was bad. Like it was as bad as I kind of thought it would be.
0: They get uh, that's what I'm saying. Like they get better to the point where like Michael Sheen enters in the third one, I think. And when he, st- when he gets in, it starts getting good. And by the last movie, like you have Remy Malik, you have Robert Pattinson, you have a, uh, of course you have Rob Pattinson, but you have Lee Pace, you have like a bunch of like, it just becomes like this ensemble cast thing because they're bringing all the vampires in to fight the other vampires. And Michael Sheen is just such a good bad for that series because everyone else is so freaking sincere. Like, what a, like, a dreadfully sincere movie like the Twilight movies were until <laughs> Michael Sheen comes in with his creepy little laugh and like the,
1: ah! <laughs>
0: Like, and then he's like the only person who recognizes that this series is like a joke. Yeah. I remember seeing the last one, Breaking Dawn Part 2, in the theaters for the premiere party for the New York premiere and just being like, there's a big twist at the end where they do this big fake out, and I was totally fooled because i like read the books, and I was like, wait, they did what? They're killing off who? <laughs> big, big, huge thing. I think I can reveal it, but I don't want to spoil it for you.
1: Oh, don't, yeah, don't spoil this uh, film that came out in 2013.
0: I mean, look, man. It is what it is. I don't want, like, you know, <laughs> Also, don't
1: it does spoil the uh, ending of the film that actually doesn't happen. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I guess I
0: just told <laughs> you the thing. You, okay, so I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, uh, this big showdown between uh, the, the all the vampires, good vampires versus uh, all the evil vampires who are, like, the Italian religious ones. Or not religious. They're just, like, the old, old vampires who, like, run everything. And uh, they're mad because... Uh, why can't remember jacob versus what what's the edward name? edward okay so edward and bella had a baby which isn't supposed to be able to happen but what happened was uh they got married because it's mormon because this woman who wrote as it, mormon so <laughs> like of course what happened first was they got married then they had sex and then she got pregnant uh with a vampire baby which like was taking over her body so that was like the third book was like this vampire taking over her body and like she was dying but like she wanted to have the child because of course she wanted to have the child and so, as she was dying, like, while delivering the baby, he bites her and turns her into a vampire. Yeah. And then the baby's already a vampire. So, the baby has this weird logic in which, let's see if I remember this. She calls it Re- Re- Ren- Renesme.
1: Renesme. yeah.
0: Renesme, which is a combo of her mom's name and, like, uh, Esmeralda, which I think is, or Esme, which is the name of the uh, va- like vampire mom. He's not his real mom. Um. So... The baby's born the baby grows up unnaturally fast like the baby grows up to be like a like 10 year old within the first year of its life yeah and it starts out as a very creepy very fake looking puppet that everyone noticed and was like this is horrible it's like cgi puppet thing yeah. it was horrifying and because they want to make it look like this 10 year old girl real quick so she ages up to 10 real quick then she's going to age up until like 19 and then she's not going to age anymore so that's how that <laughs> that's how that works In the meantime, Jacob, you know, the werewolf one, he's imprinted on her before her birth, which means that's what werewolves do. They imprint, which means that they fall in love. But even if it's a baby that they fall in love with, it's okay because they're going to wait until the baby's old enough.
1: But this baby will never be old enough.
0: No, no, right? no, it will because Jacob also ages very very slowly and maybe uh, ages fast.
1: But I thought the I thought she stops aging at like the age of like she, consent. She, she, she
0: stops aging at the age She of
1: she, she, she I thought she will always look like she's like 12 years old. No, no, no. no. no? She
0: ages up until 19 or something like early 20s. So like okay. she will age up until basically the same way Jacob will because uh, we have weird metabolisms. Yeah. He will go up until age like nineteen, twenty oh. and then just stop aging for a really long time. Well, they won't they won't be immortal, but they'll basically stop aging, essentially at the same age their parents stopped aging.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that all works out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what's weird is that like he's it, it turns out that the reason he liked Bella was because he liked baby
1: that was going to one day live inside her that but <laughs> well, this is funny because i mean so it's no crazy. one i mean so the real answer is like t- t- the message to young girls i mean this like no one actually likes you for who you are <laughs> like, they like what you like kind of offer them like, no, they, like
0: for your procreation status
1: yeah if it was for jacob it was like the the unborn child and for Edward, it was like her blood and her scent
0: no, no cuz Jacob uh Edward didn't like her for her senator blood. He he was attracted to her, but he like definitely he like rejected that interpretation of it. And like he doesn't want to turn her into a vampire. Oh, it also turns out that when you're a vampire, some of them get special powers, like yeah. magic powers.
1: Well, so I have a question though. So do they do they ever like establish out the the quadrilogy whatever that Edward is not in fact like infatuated with her because of her blood. Like yeah. as, as thing, uh, like, do they ever like do the science, the math to like deduce that, or is he just saying like, no, that can't be it? I no, really no, because in
0: the second movie, he straight up leaves her. He's like, I'm too dangerous for you. My family's too dangerous for you because like she cuts herself, and one of the other vampires in his family freaks out and like tries to bite her for a second, and he's like, okay, we're gone. And he, sorry, being crazy. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Um, we need to get a sturdier table. So uh-huh. he leaves. He just goes to Italy and he's like, I'm never going to see you again. Don't try to find me. She spends the entire book basically trying to kill herself, like yeah. do, like doing increasingly dangerous like stunts, like motorcycle riding and cliff diving and stuff. And she can like sort of feel his presence, but she knows that like he's basically like dead. Like mm-hmm. she basically has to accept the fact that he's dead. And in fact, he is going to Italy to kill himself. Like he's going to go put himself in of the vampire council and be like, I'm done. Like I'm out. Like
1: it, it, Isn't his plan to kill himself to walk out into the sunlight and let the people just like beat him to death? Yes. <laughs> the it's pe- a the, very the bro people, the of, people, people, of Italy. <laughs> just like vampire like yeah. you know just like like they're still like in the old like the dark ages
0: yeah well essentially because they are because the vampire council their version of the vampire <laughs> magistrate lives in italy and they're like the old vampires or whatever not the oldest but they're like the old vampires yeah. and they like have their whole like it's like the papal church basically
1: the old vampires so yeah.
0: they're ba- yeah so he's basically like either the people will kill me or like i'll blow up the spot of like the papal vampires and they'll kill me yeah. like somebody's gonna kill me because they don't die by sunlight. <laughs> Somebody
1: will come. I'm sure someone will do the job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beat him to death is a funny thing. I think his plan is to be seen by the people and then have the papal church like execute him. Yeah. Because they're not going to do it otherwise. So what happens here is so he leaves and he basically proves his love to her. Because again, this is all just a Mormonism. This is a, just a Mormon metaphor. This yeah. whole book, the whole series, is like about restraint. It's about restriction. It's about like not uh, not giving into your instincts. So she's rewarded when she gets turned into a vampire by having a certain power. And you know what her power is? What is it? She has the power of like um, intense willpower, like intense, (laughs) intensely in self-control of her own base desires. So when she becomes a (laughs) vampire, she turns, she immediately like tries to go after like a guy who's hunting in the woods and like bite him. And then she's like, no, wait, I'm going to choose not to do that. (laughs) And that morphs into a power where she can actually like put out a force field of protection and like protect other people like in the bubble from it, and then that morphs into. So
1: sorry. So the the bubble. The let's stop at the bubble for a second before we go on. Uh, the protection bubble is that in the books? Yes. So she has the bubble power in the book.
0: Yeah, it's like a psychic bubble field. So like, there's a, a character. Of willpower. Yeah, but yeah, but like. It's... So she.
1: So she's the Green Lantern. <laughs> Is essentially is what you're saying <laughs> i've
0: never seen the green lantern The, the
1: green Lantern is he's able to manifest like physical like uh you know things into like into being with his willpower like okay. the ring is run on willpower yes that's what she does yeah. except
0: they're not physical things they're, it's a psychic thing so like there's a psychic it's another chick who can you really get into the powers only in the last book and you're like wait what there's a whole universe of superpowered vampires who each have like cool individual hero style things <laughs> not all of them but like this one, uh, there's these chicks from the Amazon who can uh, project, like, illusions into your brain so you make it think you're somewhere else and doing something else, kind of like the guy in Jupiter, whatever Jupiter's legacy, like, like that dude. Um, sure. And then there's uh, Lee Pace, who I think can do something. Or maybe Lee Pace is just Irish. Can't <laughs> just be Irish. Um, there are people who can, like, oh, Remy Malik can, like, manipulate the earth like so his power is very physical he can touch the earth and cause like earthquakes and fractures in the air it's just
1: funny yeah (laughs) like again so it's just these things with like and this is like the kind of issue i always have with like power base like you know storytelling is like the powers that range from like very like literal and straightforward like earth bending you can like (laughs) like throw a rock at someone to to like like willpower (laughs) like well like strong willpower you can resist that cheeseburger you know like if you really want to
0: well it's funny because like her power is so tied into who she is and then okay so there's a third layer to it which you'll find out at the end which is the reason that he was never able to read her mind like you know the whole thing in the first movie is that he can't read her mind he can yeah. read everyone else's mind that's his power yeah and his sister can like read the future kind of but like she's like predictive text she's often wrong and it can change yeah. Uh, but he can read read people's minds She's never been able to read hers and you haven't really been that questioning about it because it's sort of like bill compton and freaking true blood you're just like they're meant for each other you can't read his she like he can't read her mind it's yeah. fine it's like a, a, like a not invasion of privacy thing turns out it was just her just kind of like the unborn child it was her latent power manifesting that's why he couldn't read her mind even though that happened before she became a vampire <laughs> she just had latent power to like like exhibit like self-control and like yeah. put a protective field around her brain
1: it's very anime it's very anime like thing So like see like it was, o- it was was always, it was always it was always no i don't like it was, always, <laughs> it was always in there like it was always part of you like yeah i was like manifesting and now you can go super saiyan 3 like you know like that type of thing
0: yeah it's like attack on titan like in the first season when uh the chick what's her name mish Mich- Mich- M- mikasa mikasa like she's like something in me is telling me to fight yeah like yeah, like, yeah exactly down.
1: that's exactly what that is yeah
0: so, yeah, so at the end of the movie and book, she uh, lifts up the force field. Like, she's able to, like, concentrate and lift up, like, the veil covering her, like, thoughts. And, mm-hmm. like, Edward is finally able to, like, mind-know
1: her. <laughs> so, okay, so you mind knows her. So, so I might have missed a beat here. How does this disprove that he is not, like, initially infatuated with her because of her blood?
0: Uh, you know he's, initially, he's not initially infatuated with her because of her blood. He's, like, initially attracted to her but he he also has incredible self-control and he like reject (laughs) he like rejects her for most of the first book he's he's like stalking her but he's also like you have to stay away from me don't go near me okay
1: that's all that's the one of the one of the funniest parts in the first film at least i saw is when he like he goes up to her at lunch
0: so like
1: they, he like he, like he like he approaches her like she's minding her own business she's getting lunch like with her tray and he walks up to her and he's like you need to stay away from me <laughs> it's like dude like you came to me like you you're this is what your lab partners this first? this is you're doing yeah and that's when he says like yeah we, 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 they get to talking and stuff like this but like halfway through the film it's when he's like this can't happen like we need we're not good for each other like we need to stay yeah. apart and the, but then he constantly goes up to her uh, yeah, to, to like, tell her that he, she needs to stay away well,
0: and then she's getting she's getting like what she's in danger in one scene and like he just like zips out of nowhere he's like i've been stalking you but, like stay away and it's like well is he negging her or like because he can't read her I mind mean, yeah so well, he he's definitely... just assuming that she feels like she wants to yeah. be near him in the first place
1: yeah he definitely gaslights her he <laughs> but, gaslights her a bunch and I the mean, the first, you do know the first 50, one at least Yeah,
0: you do know that 50 shades is based on twilight fan fiction oh really Oh, yeah. So Fifty Shades <laughs> was Twilight fan fiction. So the whole thing. Have you seen Fifty Shades? No. Have you read Fifty Shades? No. Okay, so Fifty Shades. Okay, think of Twilight. J- Jamie
1: that first, Dornan. That's all I know. Yeah. Think about that Dakota, first Twilight movie
0: saw. Yeah. Like the whole thing about him rescuing her, zipping in out of nowhere, like being like a superhuman who can like flyer other places and yeah. stuff. That is literally Fifty Shades of Grey, except he is his superpower is he is rich and he can like take her across state lines.
1: So he's so, so it's Batman.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, of course. But like Batman if he didn't want to start. I was saying
1: it's all. just funny the connection that it's just that's just Batman, but now Rob Panson is now Batman. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, no, his thing is that he she's a okay, so the plot of <laughs> Fifty Shades, which again started as Twilight fan fiction. The woman, I forget her name, just like D. H. Hewley, but not that. Okay. The plot of that story is, and you'll see some resemblances, this girl is going to do an interview. She's, like, plain. She's, like, mild. She's whatever, meek. Uh, she goes and does the interview with this really rich guy who's, like, this tech genius in Seattle, even though she lives in Canada, I believe. Uh, and she goes into his office boardroom, and it's, like, this thing, and he's, like, this Patrick Bateman type, and she immediately trips over the... Uh, her thing is she's clumsy. She just immediately trips over the doorway entrance and falls. <laughs> and he, like... <laughs> scoops her up and then he she like does this interview where he's like constantly nagging her and like doing all the stuff but then like he uses his super fame like high-powered jet to like to stalk her basically yeah. and then bring her across state lines and make her enter into a contract negotiation agreement and like what she will and will not do with him sexually yeah while keeping her like locked in his penthouse and it's just a whole mess like <laughs> it is somehow if something was based on twilight you would think the thing was that they wouldn't try to make it sex. I mean, the whole thesis of Twilight is, like, self-control. Yeah. And the whole thesis of, like, Fifty Shades is, like, the opposite. So it is, <laughs> it is like, literal fan fiction. Yeah.
1: So that's what the best fan fiction does is contradict the core, the core values why. of the original source material. But I think
0: there's a one-to-one scene, if I don't remember correctly, from the at least in the books, if not in the movies, where the guy does the same thing as Rob Pattinson. Like, she's getting harassed in a bar, and he just zips in, and she, you're just, like... Why are you even here?
1: Yeah, it'd be funny if they left in like a like a scene or like a part of in Fifty Shades R- where, 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 no, no, where, where he has like vampire powers. He, <laughs> like he like eats a deer like with his like <laughs> bare hands. He's like, like, he's like, all right, dinner.
0: He, I mean, like it is supposed <laughs> to be very sexy, but it's also like he's like, he's very like into legal stuff. So it's also very much about contract. At least the first movie. I didn't see the other ones. Yeah. So, yeah very yeah, much should... about contract negotiations. Like he it just,
1: just... <laughs> is. Yeah, there's like a scene where like she's, she's like, you know, being harassed and he just like lifts the guy's car up and like throws it <laughs> off the side of the road and basically <laughs> and super- they just like never explain it <laughs> it's like yeah you know, it's like it's like who's, uh, who's in twin peaks the eye patch lady
0: oh yeah nadine
1: nadine yeah yeah
0: they do have some i feel like there is something in there like that where it's or like he was the baby <laughs> of a crackhead it turns out so he does have like some superpower I think it <laughs> turns out or like he does have a stalker like a female stalker that's the equivalent of like a, a female stalker who shows up in the later twilights um that's just nuts i don't even understand like i've read the books um they're both terrible. Like, I read the first Fifty Shades and I read all of Twilight. Twilight is so poorly written. Uh, I can't... There used to be a Tumblr that was just making fun of, like, the syntax. Like, just the grammar alone in yeah. Twilight is... So bad. I'm going to see if I can find it for a second. But, okay. uh, <laughs>
1: well, while you do that, I'll take the reins and just talk about... I can not yeah. just
0: talk about the plot of movies I've seen.
1: <laughs> well, while you're trying to look up the specific grammar uh, oh faults of, of Twilight. Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen Fifty Shades. I have seen the first Twilight. I haven't seen the rest of the Twilight films. They feel like, you know, something I guess I should watch some point just to, for the sake of like they're a big staple of YA books and, and stuff. And I just remember that... Like there was the evolution, right, of like YA books in that era, uh, which was Harry Potter was like the big one that like kind of set the template for like what the studios wanted to achieve. Then we got Twilight, which is like another, another big hit. Um, and then, but in that era, we had like a few that were successful, but like there was like so many in that time that came out or just like like lobs, you know, like they just bricked, they just never landed. I mean, uh,
0: we, we got the other one. We got I think was like the um I think that, uh, the the whatever. Yeah, Hunger the Games. the
1: two I think other most successful ones were Hunger Games and the Divergent series. Even the Divergent series like fell apart by the end
0: Maze- of it.
1: Maze Runner. Maze Runner was like successful, I guess, and like I don't think they ever got like the full like kind of traction that those other movies did like i don't think they, they i think they were like critically like you know fine
0: which one had asia butterfield oh that was like that was not serious that was just one movie
1: uh, ender's game ender's game yeah, yeah and that was that they definitely again that was like ender's game and the Wick chronicles and like all these other you know YA books that uh they were definitely banking on to be the next like harry potter and there's only ever a few that never reach harry potter status but like were successful
0: uh you're right i mean like the ya thing was was crazy i ended up reading a ya book during this time because it was just so hot right now like <laughs> it was just it, it was just this craziness where like they were just like everyone write a ya thing everyone do a thing where somebody has like powers that correlate to their personality that's yeah. that's sort of like what it was yeah <laughs> it was always powers that correlate to your personality or like the divergent thing i think was especially weird because like her divergent thing was that she fit every category
1: yeah like it seemed very convoluted like the divergent one
0: but they're all based on book series that I think were immensely popular before they became films, except for Jupiter uh, Rising. Legacy, no. Well, Just ascending. Jupiter's ascending. Yeah, that's the only one I don't. Th- oh, was that? I think that might have actually been based on something. I don't think.
1: No, I think it is. I think it's original. Well, Sorry, that original. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, that makes sense for Eddie Redmayne. Um, but they had an extended lore, I think, that they had written out and like figured out for this whole universe of. I could the- see that. Yeah. Um. So I think. It's hard because it's like what came first, right? Like the very, very successful vampire movie, or is it the fact that like YA was like getting really successful off of these books, and so they adapt them into movies? Like did the boom in YA happen because of the success of Twilight?
1: I think well, Harry Potter. Yes, I think Harry Potter was like the precursor to all that because like I I don't think people associated the success of those movies with being like YA like adaptations. Oh, they d- they I, did
0: I think Harry Potter was not assumed to be why adaptation but, it but starts not, as a kids but, but book. But I
1: think it was like it was it was again it was like it was a book adaptation like children's books so maybe why in that mix adaptations was like what people were what the studios were looking at they're like how do we find the formula here it's so like they started uh adapting like kind of younger stuff like again like spider spiderwood chronicles and stuff like that you know that uh, there's no there's no like hard romance in that even percy jackson like per, that doesn't have like really like solid romance in those films i wouldn't know yeah and uh so uh i think it was twilight that they found like oh it's book adaptation but it's like aimed at young adults and like they are latching on right, I see to what you're like saying. they're latching on to like the romance here and like the, the love triangle was
0: it because harry potter was aging up as well and like it was doing like i don't know the trajectory of harry potter like i saw the first one in theaters and then i didn't watch them again until like the last one was already on tv but like i knew there was a phenomenon about it but like the kids grew up with the characters in the book like people grew up with them so like at what point did they become like a sexualized or like uh <laughs> understood to be like a romantic sort of thing instead of children
1: uh i think around like the f- fifth book is when people start like yeah you know, before this was like a term like shipping you know like like hermione and stuff like that and like you have like the flotation between like jenny Jinny, Gin, and uh, harry harry but i think those things in the books and the films never reached like the kind of importance that this that they were in like twilight you know like in twilight yeah, but so, but it's, it's, it's a oh, it's, it's, yeah. it the table. in twilight that was like the whole point of those stories
0: well yeah it's very dracula it's very yeah. like uh, it's very, yeah it's very much like that i mean let's say it's not like uh harry potter is about like something supernatural I almost said that out loud, so I'm (laughs) glad I didn't. Glad that's all going to be edited out. But, like, um, (laughs) Twilight seems so involved with the mythos of vampirism and uh, lycanthropy. Like, lycanthropy. Like, whereas Harry Potter, yes, they're wizards and there's all these other creatures. But, like, the characters are standalone and they aren't identifiable as, like, this is the wizard one. Like this is it's <laughs> yeah. not like it's not like the stereotype about wizards is they all like are like super emo and <laughs> fall in love with each other. There's no stereotype about wizards, yeah. right? In the wizarding community, or they made up the stereotypes and now exist. Yeah. Uh, Twilight. They were working on these preconceived archetypes of like what Dracula is and like how sensual like Dracula has always been as a character. Like yeah. uh, the idea of like turning a wolf man sexy. Yeah. And okay, wait, I forgot to mention one important part of Twilight. Okay. The werewolves.
1: Okay.
0: How they operate. Yeah. They have a hive mind. Oh, really? They can read each other's thoughts. Uh in wolf form. They can uh they have pack mentality, so they can all read each other's mind and they all kind of follow this alpha guy who's played by this dude. Oh my god, what's his name? We were friends with him for a while in New York. Uh, Taylor,
1: Taylor Lautner. No, no,
0: no. He was like the he was like the head of the group. Um he's like a character actor. He's great. Um, but they kind of have to do what he says for the most part. Uh, They become very dangerous when they turn, kind of like vampires, and they hate vampires because they smell bad, and they're like (laughs) mortal enemies. But uh, the whole thing with Jacob is, like, he can be actually dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. Like, he can actually put Bella in harm because, like, werewolves don't have the self-control that, like, vampires develop, sort of. Like, because werewolves have to kind of go off the pack mentality, and they're much more brutal. Like, they're just much more instinct-based, so they, like, when they turn... They don't necessarily immediately recognize you as like their friend.
1: Yeah, but they can turn at will.
0: No, well, no. eventually, yes. don't yeah.
1: think like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then yes. The answer is yes. Then
0: <laughs> you're right. I think. I think yes. It's it's one, but at first it's not because of like will. It's whenever there are more vampires in the area, more werewolves from this Native American tribe will start turning into werewolves. More kids. Yeah. So anyone who's like prepubescent age, once there becomes a, a vampire community, they like the, the, the mentality or their bloodline recognizes it as a threat and will start uh morphing these prepubescent kids into becoming uh becoming werewolves. Sorry,
1: we're seeing werewolves and trying to get to see if there's anything in this kid now. Yeah, sorry, we're trying to see if no. Our dog is chewing or anything. If She just likes to chew air. I'm going to get the
0: bomb.
1: Air. Gonna
0: get
1: the bomb. Okay. She should get the bomb. I'm going to hit pause.
0: Okay, so the werewolves... Uh, <laughs> they, oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back. So the werewolves, uh, yeah, they, they have this pack mentality. They change because their bloodline recognizes them. I told you. Uh, recognizes them as uh, having like a vampire threat in the community. And they will just start turning kids that would otherwise not be werewolves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah sorry we, we had to give uh our dog a like a, a little hot this spot treatment and now this she's like going nuts she's, she's going like, she's like rolling around on the ground like I'm melting she's
0: literally acting like she's freaking melting yeah. I think she just doesn't like the smell or something
1: yeah the smell's very strong I can even smell it and she she's rolling around. um but yeah so again like I remember <laughs> around this time we had uh Yeah, Hunger Games and the stuff. But if you notice, those films always like then had to have like this like love triangle type of thing, right? Like like those are the ones that got adapted like uh, very heavily with like big budgets and like were very successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like those are the ones I think that people latched onto. And then at some point, I don't know if the culture just like realized the pattern and we got over it like i think the divergent was like well, was the, i think the divergent series was like the big death knell for like YA adaptations
0: we oversaturated the market and yeah. i'm sorry i think we were talking about two different things i was talking about the actual YA market of books yeah. not the necessarily. i'm talking,
1: talking about adaptations yeah. right right, right. Yeah.
0: well they go hand in hand right yeah. i think the reason there was such a uh big push for these YA books to start getting developed was because they wanted to find the next big ad- adaptable franchise like yeah. the uh, next they were just looking for anyone to develop IPs. So there became a huge boom. It wasn't just Arl Stein and like, you know, a couple other, you know, they were like uh, JK Rowling anymore. There were suddenly a million like writers who were writing these things and under pen names and like 50 shades, even though it was a little bit older than YA was like, like I said, fan fiction, these things were coming out. They would just give book deals to people who had tumblers. Like yeah. they were just <laughs> giving book deals to anybody who had like a concept, not even a full book. Like these yeah. things were getting picked up before they ever hit market into adaptable series yeah
1: yeah and i remember uh once that was over uh trying to think of like what's next like what's the next like kind of thing we're going to be doing and i think that was around the time like game of thrones was like in its heyday yes that is
0: exactly you're you're hitting the nail on the head this was exactly around the time as twilight was ending as harry potter ended game of thrones cropped up yeah and i think that also like speaks to a move from movies to like this idea of like you know that golden age of cinema or television not just for the sopranos or Mad Men or like fuddy-duddy adults it became like the golden age of television for like younger people who were interested in fantasy stuff
1: too yeah yeah fantasy stuff and also like not necessarily stories that are revolve around like what you know was the preconceived notion of just like you know love triangle stuff now they wanted to like take it seriously now it's like about like you know like betrayal and uh mafia stuff and like uh from like, like, like yeah. conspiracy theories stuff like that, because not theories but conspiracies and stuff and uh that i think transitioned us into what we have now which is like lots of adaptations of like where you're talking about those books being adapted into series now like not movies
0: right right exactly so the ips like what they realized i think was that things are like it used to be that like television was this was the great bad movies like they was just like it was called like the small tube or whatever like yeah. it was just if you, got a, if you were a movie actress and you started getting roles on television, booking roles on television, that means, like, your career was over. Like, that's, yeah. it's sort of like, if you think of Rick Dalton and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just being, like, a TV actor and, like, yeah. what it means to him to do a movie. That was sort of, like, the idea. TV was worse than yeah. doing movies. And then around the time of Game of Thrones, True Detective, mm-hmm. like, all these things started coming up. And it was like, oh, no, wait, especially if it's a limited series like with these anthology series which started becoming popular it was like you only have to sign on for one season that's like basically doing less than a movie's worth or like basically a movie's worth of work maybe like a little bit more uh depending on how much you're in the season yeah but like then you started getting a-list celebrities being like oh wait i'm only in a season like and i can make all this i could become the next matthew mcconaughey like even though he won for Dallas Buyers Club, I have no doubt in my mind that the reason he won was because of all the hype around True Detective that year.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, the True Detective was a big part of the McConaissance. It
0: was the defining part of the McConaissance. It was, the, oh, sorry, not the defining. It was the kickoff to the McConaissance. Yeah. That was the first one that brought him back, I think,
1: in or, like a major way. What year was True Detective? That was 2013? No. That sounds right. No, 2014? No. no, it must have been like, yeah, no, it was 2013, I think so, yeah. I remember watching it in, like, a certain apartment that I was in in a certain year.
0: Yeah, it, like, blends into, like, a couple yeah. categories. For and me. then
1: and then what year was Dallas Buyers Club? Was that twenty? also 2013? Yeah, yeah, it was the same year. Because I remember
0: uh. when he won the Oscar, it was a big... Like, I kept getting confused in my head him winning the Oscar with being like, wait, is he winning for True Detective? <laughs> like, it felt like uh, Dallas Buyers Club was, like, fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone's talking about, like, it was great. But, yeah. like, honestly, it felt like the real thing that year like the only thing people could talk about was mcconaughey and true detective yeah time is a flat circle tell me one quote from dallas buyers club <laughs> like tell me one thing about dallas buyers club besides jared leto dressing as a woman
1: Steve's on, is in it because that question that we had yes. I don't know, sure. <laughs> but i mean like there's
0: nothing as memorable as that that zeitgeist that was true detective yeah and so people started realizing this is all like tying back people started realizing executives started realizing especially because it was also diverging with the streaming, the rise in original content was streaming, like it started it. with House of Cards and like you know, uh, Hemlock Grove ironically. Oh god. Yeah, the two Hemlock the two Grove. beginning of Netflix shows and then like became this thing where everyone was like, you know, streaming stuff is is made for limited edition series. Like yeah. it's made to just do like to release everything at once and it's like a mini movie and
1: They're lucky that's what they picked up from Hemlock Grove cuz that show was bad that show was can i I, I watched i want i think the first season was like 10 episodes i watched nine of those 10 episodes and did not finish the last one because like this show is not giving me enough
0: can i tell you something very funny what's that uh i knew the, i knew the writer of that series of, of the book <laughs> who adapted it to tv yeah brian McGreevy. um i knew him because he had written this stupid stupid article once so while i was at salon he wrote this article for new york magazine called can't we make vampire like can't, why have vampires lost their masculinity like why because in the response to twilight it was like why have vampires become so effeminate like girly girls yeah like i want i want my don draper vampires back and i wrote this response piece to his article being like what the hell are you talking about like <laughs> dracula's always been super femme the first vampire <laughs> stories were like sapphic like what are you even on about yeah just
1: like this this were videos who we just cut to the clip of like gary Oldman getting his chest sucked by yeah mean, by went rider if
0: you're gonna tell me dracula's like a don draper type like where are you coming from <laughs> so he was such like an edgelord uh he still is i believe um but he and i became like kind of friendly in like a very you know adversarial kind of way as i developed with some some guys and uh he actually asked me to moderate a Hemlock Grove preview panel that was just him and Eli Roth uh, doing a live reading of a scene in, from Hemlock Grove. Yeah, I'd read the book. It this was, was before the series aired. It was just yeah. before the series aired. Um, it's I'm like appreciative. It's like why I met uh, Eli, but like uh, it was trash. Like the book was. <laughs> the book started out. I think within the first again, like not to be the grammar police, but within the first couple pages, it had such. Terrible writing, but <laughs> I was like, "How is this what they were adapting?" And then I realized, "Oh, it's because it's like w- not YA, but it's like an edgy YA, yeah, written by a dude f- like for once." And like, so it like made for the it's exactly one to one. This is how we moved from the YA of Twilight yeah. into streaming like Golden Age of Television for YA.
1: Yeah, I think th- I think something they were overlooking, which is like the linchpin of like this transition uh, of YA Hamlock movies Grove? is uh, <laughs> before Hamlock Grove it, it, from like. Uh, uh, Twilight to True Blood no, sorry, to Game of Thrones is True Blood. I think oh. True Blood probably played like a huge role in like the transition. That's like the missing link of like what we got from like, like then Twilight to Game of Thrones to Himalaya like, Grove. Oh, like, you're right. True Blood like, was like it, it was an HBO show. It was like, you know, it wasn't TV. It was HBO. And it was like um, right, it was, so- that itself was like a response to Twilight. It was like we oh, the pro- had the characters the, mention it. The yeah. producers, I think it was Alan Ball. Like he wanted to, like he said, he wanted to make vampire vampires like sexy again. We wanted to make it like, they don't just, you know, like high like you know go in the sunlight and i like, talk about their feelings like no they like they want to like fuck they want to like you know all this stuff bill
0: like, compton did want to go in the sunlight and talk about his
1: feelings <laughs> yeah like, they, they the, definitely they did. did yeah but like that first season like really uh hangs on like like the sex and like violence and stuff like that true like, blood's first yeah. season
0: is phenomenal like i yeah. su- suggest and, and even leading into the second season with the main ad i think we've talked about before i think true blood really nailed the landing those first two seasons and then just kind of went off the rails which you find a lot of television didn't. i'll give the third
1: seasons like some like you know 80 percent credit because it had it gave us a russell edgington
0: oh my god yeah. you know there's just so many actors in america <laughs> that i only recognize now but i don't realize that i remember them only because they were in that like series true blood like i associate Dennis o'hare with that first season of american horror story which came very shortly after yeah. but like i recognized him in american horror story because he was Russell. Russell Edgington. Yeah. The king?
1: Yeah, the king or of, governor? of Mississippi, I think. Louisiana? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think it was I thought it was Mississippi.
0: The gay king vampire king of Mississippi <laughs> yeah. who's friends with the magistrate uh, and the feudal lord and the governor of yeah. the whole system We're oh, the, about the
1: magistrate the 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 that the, is the, sh- the sheriffs the yeah.
0: sheriffs I yeah. guess that actually all falls into one thing because that's like um Robin Hood right there's a sheriff yeah. running him. there's like a governor, a king, yeah. a, king yeah. a magistrate that would all I guess it's all just taking off to that feudal thing but wasn't there also like a press secretary?
1: <laughs> well there was like the there was uh was
0: there, president of th- there was
1: like nan something i forgot what her name was but like she was like she was sounds
0: uh, like you remember her name yeah
1: he, it was it was nan something i can't remember her last name but she was the representative for vampires like as they were coming out into public so like, that was like them trying to adapt to like you know human like hierarchy
0: well they were already adapting to human hierarchy that's what the whole governor it, it was. Yeah.
1: well that i mean but like that was like there was like so you know like, american yeah the, the american like modern day like hierarchy, of like you know, she was like a secretary, secretary or something like that. What's
0: so crazy about True Blood is it? Im- it implies that a lot of the vampires are newly made vampires, which should, should assume that they the thing they're not going to understand is this feudal system. Yeah, they're going to be like, what the fuck is a magistrate?
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, that was and that was the fun part. I think that was my why Jessica was like one of my favorite characters in that show. Uh, uh the Anne, no, so what's her name? Anne
0: Wilcock. No, Wilcock?
1: No, the, the actress' name?
0: Isn't it Anne? Isn't it something Wilcock?
1: Deborah Ann Wool, that's what it is. Have, we
0: were both close. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Deborah Ann Wool. She, uh, yeah, she was one of my favorite characters in that show because, uh, I, my favorite part of that show was learning about like the lore and like the mythos of like vampire stuff, and so uh, she was like a good vehicle for that because like they had to like actively, actively teach her like how this stuff worked, yeah. and, like what it meant.
0: The rules of that world were very funny because that world had werewolves but you didn't get to the werewolves till later you first got to like the shapeshifters that was like right off the bat like you got like it's sort of like and they sort of had that they sort of had the same love triangle so like you're right it is the one-to-one it goes it goes twilight to uh true blood to directly to hemlock grove like this Uh, is it's the rise of hbo game of
1: thrones i think game of thrones in there right because i'm talking just the vampire stuff yeah okay
0: because like that goes from movies big successful movies to hbo to the first foray, like the very first thing Netflix tries in original programming.
1: Yeah.
0: Why would they try that? They, You know what they were doing? They were like doing the algorithm stuff. That's how they yeah. were deciding original pro- content was they were literally seeing where people were freezing frames, what people were watching, how they were watching it, and they like just did like an analytic stump and it was just basically an AI determining what was going to be the big hit. And so the very first foray <laughs> was a bust because it was just basically people slowing down the scenes in Twilight. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, it's like they got like a printout of like machines, like <laughs> machine, tell us what will be successful for for yeah. show. It's like vampires. No, it's, <laughs> like, it's like
0: those people who do those really funny Twitter things. It's like, right, it's a bot right Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Where it's like a bot writes a show and it turns into Hemlock Grove because again, Hemlock Grove. I don't even know how much they talk- they allowed him to become the. And uh, sorry if you're listening to this, Brian. Sorry. Hope you got to be better at writing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you were very good at being friends with the the freaking, scarsguard kid. I mean that was cool. You brought him into the world, so like we all have him to thank for bringing Bill Skarsgård into like American, pop culture. But that show is trash. The book is trash, and. uh sorry <laughs> but i think they don't read the book i don't know like how much of the first season was actually based on the book itself like i read the book like I, I think maybe a little bit but like basically they were just buying the ip they were just buying the idea of sexy vampire high school but like the but the dudes are dude vampires and yeah
1: there's like a... so so let me ask you a question again because i never finished the first season i stopped one episode left and then then they got a second season correct yeah yes I and i never so. watched it yeah i didn't watch that one obviously and uh so my question is were they vampires
0: (laughs) oh yeah they but they were like vague vampires uh they were like you know vampires like in the sense that like sometimes in movies you'll have people that have vampire attributes but like and so the name you would give them is vampires but like Mm. they don't technically fit the vampire mold like you know they're allergic to garlic they can be in the sun they can like you know it's not like how we think of traditional vampires and in every movie in ip does it differently there's like a couple twists but these specifically in hemlock grove were not Vampire vampires. They were more like humans that had, they're more like Morbius. Okay. You know, like they had certain conditions in which, like, they had superpowered strength. They couldn't be near light. Fam K and fainted a lot, I feel like, when looking in a mirror or, like, whenever sunlight was reflected at her, like, in a mirror, she would get faint and, like, yeah. pass out. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, liked to eat out girls when they were on their period. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, a big part of the book and movie that I feel, art show that I feel like they that was like Brian's walkaway point where he's he, like this scene has got to be in there or he's else like oh. Oh,
1: so it doesn't make sense like the whole thing falls apart I, the,
0: if i remember correctly that is who Brian was to as a person yes yeah. as, as a person
1: i uh yeah i just don't, uh yeah i was watching that show and i was just like this like they're hinting at there's like something here there's like there's like some sort of like supernatural element here but they weren't giving us any actual concrete like confirmation about anything
0: no nor was it that relevant to the plot i feel like like yeah. wasn't the plot just kind of about the other guy who was like a gypsy, like a Romanoff yeah, gypsy, and yeah. like he was not a vampire. I don't think. <laughs> I think like he might have been a third thing. Was he a werewolf? He might have been a werewolf. Yeah. In which case it is just Twilight. Let me just look up real quick. What is <laughs> Hemlock Grove about?
1: What is it about? Yeah, I never saw that. And season. so, so Netflix is so lucky that that show was like fine, right? And then, no, that, it was not fine. That, no, that's not that, that show. People like, Acknowledge that show existed and then let it, it be the, and then like gave Netflix like another chance no, to like do when, other stuff.
0: Honestly, what happened was I think if I remember correctly, what was acquired first was House of Cards and it came out very shortly thereafter. So yeah. the blunder that was Hemlock Grove was very quickly forgotten and Netflix yeah. never releases their numbers. Yeah. So like if you ask people if you got the ratings, I'm sure for Hemlock Grove, I'm sure they were abysmal as opposed to their uh, like bought content. Yeah. But then House of Cards came out and it was gangbusters. So I think Hemlock Road became like this thing where it was like, oh well it's fine. But it, it was more like the Columbus or whatever it's called. The uh Christopher Columbus series on Netflix. What was that?
1: Marco Wait. Polo. Marco Polo. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> It was Columbus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, it was some sailor guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was more like the, the Popeye series, whatever the guy's name was. Yeah.
0: What today you had trouble remembering the word for boat? So don't yeah. even get on me.
1: <laughs> Seacraft, sea, 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 like the the, sea craft. The sea. We're like the sea uh, craft. Sea craft. So hemlock Grove. Sea craft out.
0: <laughs> there's killer creatures in hemlock grove. Uh, I believe, and it was all about like poor people too, if I remember. Gosh, it was so bad. It was so bad that during the live reading, and I don't mean to just use this as a place to dish, but like during the live reading, they were like stumbling over their own lines of dialogue that they had <laughs> written. <laughs> like they were just reading. Eli Roth and, and Brian were just reading, and they like couldn't get through it. It was it was weird. Um, so look, okay. So a Romani boy is suspected of the crimes, he, and he is a werewolf.
1: Yeah, I remember that. So they thought he was a werewolf, and he was like, and no. he is a werewolf. Yes. I... Yeah. Although they were like, no. And then...
0: They were like, no, he, it's, he rumored that he's a werewolf. Secretly, he is, in fact, a werewolf. <laughs> it's <laughs> on is, the Wikipedia page. Wh- what a twist. And he sets out to solve the mysteries. Of, well, he's a werewolf, but he's not committing the murders. Yeah. So secretly, he is a werewolf.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's not committing the murders. Yeah.
0: Um, no, but then, oh, wait, it gets interesting. Uh, Rounding out the Kasimian characters, the first season is Norma's daughter, uh, the beautiful Letha, who claims the father of her unborn child is an angel from heaven. That I kind of remember uh and a lonely girl who gets interested i do remember the angel like the woman who thinks that she's getting
1: yeah.
0: fought f by an angel
1: yeah oh why do, why do you censor yourself there like we just, we just <laughs> i've been trying not night. to curse that much who's swearing all night
0: i've been trying not to <laughs> uh, there's like a psychic involved yeah it was like a whole motley town and yeah I, there was even somebody with super strength super strength there was like a dude with super strength yeah
1: so maybe you know may, maybe if i had seen the show later in my life like post like twin peak no. maybe maybe i would have like enjoyed like some elements of it at least to keep me enough to finish the the first season
0: no i think you did exactly the right thing i remember watching it and being like i want to watch like this because it's my friend like friend of me or whatever i was like i'm going to get through it and i did watch the whole thing but i remember like it being such a chore you know like with me and movies like really hard to keep me on focus but me and tv usually better yeah not with this one (laughs) like this one i treated like it was like i was might as well been doing pokemon (laughs) um
1: yeah but uh yeah but thing is with all all, how those that stuff progressed with hemlock grove and like netflix streaming and stuff like that now we're at at the era of like you know we talk about this a lot with like peak tv and the golden age tv um like this is the point you always make to me that tv is like the superior medium at this point
0: for storytelling i do believe well for certain kinds of storytelling i think for like stuff that feels really relevant, uh resonant you know, Marvel can do it because, uh well, now they're doing TV shows, but like in order to feel like it's a whole universe, like TV is the place where you go for like the universe, like the extended universe of anything. Succession is an extended universe of like the Roy family. Like it's, because the nature of it, it's not static, it's not stuck in place, and it's not an hour and a half. Yeah. You get so much more to develop about characters, and that's why I'm interested in stories is usually the characters.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny because your main, kind of your main point of, like, why you think TV is superior is because it's not static because it can respond and adapt and evolve from, like, audience interaction. Yeah, and and I think Marvel can do that, you know, because
0: of the, even before the tv shows because marvel is like a television show of a movie like yeah. franchise like that's what the franchise is it is not franchised in the traditional sense of well we're going to change james bonds every couple of years like yeah. it, it's a franchise in the sense that like it is conver- conversating like it's having a conversation with this audience and it's adapting itself and it's constantly mutating yeah. to be something different like it is basing its next decisions about what it's going to be on the audience in part and, and on the fandom. And I think that is much more the TV model. And Kevin Feige, like being what he is, he's like the showrunner of the Marvel
1: universe. Yeah, he is he's very much a showrunner. And uh, I just think it's funny that, and I think it's a fair point to have. It's uh, I just think, again, it's, it's this progression, how we've evolved with like over this last decade of how we treat storytelling in media is that when uh, Lost and like Basta Galatka ended, people like were chastising them saying like oh like they just made it up as they went along because like they didn't like have a plan from like point a to b for the whole full series yeah and it's like but yeah. like but it's like no like that's the best shows like adapt and like never have like a full plan from a to b that's not how, the, how they would, would never su- keep going and succeed that way
0: uh, i think that's true i think there's a there's a slight tweak here which is mm-hmm. like we don't need succession to know where it's going, yeah. but for something like Lost, it sends up these tenant mysteries. We mm-hmm. don't want to have the sense that a show that hinges on some supernatural mystery is being made up as it goes along. We mm-hmm. want to think that all these things are relevant, and important, like the way that uh, the best shows do, like tying it back around. Oh, all that stuff like from earlier, like oh, now I understand the context. Like it, you see, it was hidden in there the whole time. Yeah, that's what feels good. What feels really dissatisfying in mystery shows specifically is that like they're tying it back in in some like lame way that's very yeah. clear that they're just like they just they never had a plan for like how they were going to work this yeah um i'm trying to think of a good example of a show that does at uh, fargo does it very well but uh, you haven't seen fargo and it's not supernatural but like yeah. i'm trying to think there's some shows that pull off this hat trick very very well um and it will come to me i think doctor who can pull off a hat trick uh, like it, it yeah uh, you never get the sense that things are randomly being generated those storylines with amy pond like those had to be prepped like th- they necessitate like the pond stuff into the daughter stuff yeah, like yeah river like that ho- the whole thing hinges on like them having a master plan that uh, somebody was overseeing
1: yeah even then even if it's not like 100 concrete like there's no a, there's no, a thread that they're working with
0: yeah they had to know what they were they couldn't just make it up as they go along because there had to be stuff seeded into the earlier episodes yeah right like the in order for any of this to work like you had to have the logic seeded in and the the references so when they saw each other later on in time like doctor who is actually a great example like it it has to make sense like they have to have a plan at least from season to season at least a vague plan even if it's not concrete
1: at least during like one doctor's like 10 year probably
0: you know what they need like they just need a show bible yeah you know they just need yeah. to be like this is what the world is this is how it operates now within those parameters do whatever you want but like and play around with it but like just know that these are the beats that need to be hit yeah and i'm trying there's some show there's something that's tickling the back of my mind that's like this absolutely did that um i think twin peaks the return did it in like a certain like more like david lynch's ambiance space. but mm-hmm. like you know it's seeding in stuff that you never thought was gonna be relevant again from like a uh, fire walk with me yeah. and like season two And just brought it all back around. So you were like, oh, snap, that stuff was actually important. Like all that stuff that seemed like pointless and arbitrary actually did play into a larger idea that they had in his head.
1: Yeah, kind of like, you know, how, again, with Harry Potter films, like those, this is like those were way earlier than like this notion, this era of like TV slash film melding. uh, How they told... Alan Rickman early on that his character will have like an importance like later on in the series. Oh, they
0: didn't know. Didn't she tell him like straight up what the importance was? She, yeah he's, he Yeah, was the only one but like do.
1: yeah, like the but the fact that his character is not just like, you know, this asshole like he will have like this kind of like important role later to play and she told him like War. I think what the I think what the large beats were. I think I think I
0: think she told him like, "Oh well, yeah, the large beat of like yeah. what it was." So he could always play it in a certain way that like, you know, his character always come off as like you know nasty and mean and like he does personally not like harry potter but there always was this wistfulness to him or yeah. we were like well what like he was byronic yeah. it's a funny term but like he was he was like a byronic figure yeah. like he was Byronesque, i think they said but isn't it byronic is my new album uh he was a byronic figure and that like he was he always came off as like uh tragic in a way like yeah. even while he was being evil and like mean he read as tragic and like i think that that's all due to his acting and like yeah. how great he was you can have character beats like in the first one it's revealed that he was actually helping harry stay on the broomstick like yeah. that's cool that's cool to like have yeah yeah, beat. exactly but like that beat doesn't have an emotional payoff unless you're like watching the character struggle or like be opaque or something
1: yeah and that is to say like uh the uh pinnacle of like all this, this whole conversation is going to be when they adapt harry potter into an hbo series starring adam driver as snape oh my
0: god you have to give credit that's yeah that's, that's, that, credit,
1: that, to that, your... that's credit to uh lewis my my, my buddy lewis his, his that's his idea is his dream job is his if you could have any dream job passion career defining like uh chance opportunity he would want to uh, be the showrunner for a harry potter hbo series starring adam driver as snape
0: oh yeah and actually that leads us very much into our next episode i think we're going to do this as a Double header, so this is going to be released, uh, and then maybe this the next one will be a patron early release or something. But we are going to be reviewing Annette, yes, the movie Annette, which we are going to watch and I'm very excited about. I've seen the opening number from it, it is phenomenal. I've never even heard of this band Sparks before, and already this song is my number one jam. <laughs> Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, there's weird puppets, I hear it's very tragic, uh, but the drama is infused with weirdness, which yeah. I like in my movies when i want a movie i want it to be weird and stand alone and like serve as a piece of art yeah television i can like live with the with the b plots and the c plots and the campiness
1: yeah so i yeah so as you said we will be reviewing that uh and once we're done with it i think tonight we might watch it tonight while we eat dinner Yay. and uh yeah we'll have that up somewhere i'm not sure where that's gonna go If it's gonna it's gonna be on the content candy i think network in general but that's gonna be a patreon thing or something well, yeah we'll, we'll figure it we'll out figure it out by,
0: by the way guys yeah subscribe patreon.com backslash video drew uh that's where we put a lot of our stuff it's uh it's where you get early releases it's where you can go get cool opportunities like hangouts after some of the shows or getting to suggest a couple of shows for us because uh we don't just do podcasts although a lot of our shows are now podcast form Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what do we have. We have Mondays and Thursdays. It's a video chronic pop culture quiz, but that's all the video stuff. So I guess should I just plug the radio stuff?
1: Yeah, plug the radio stuff. Do okay. Do?
0: Yeah, I'm getting really confused here. Um, the podcast stuff is that we do uh, this show. We're the Video Chronicles. We're the Video Chronicles, not Content Candy. Yeah. Um, I do a show called Garmin Showsia with Lon Harris. Uh, that usually comes out around the like or later in the week. Um, I record it on Tuesdays. And then we have, uh, what else do we got? I feel like a bunch of things.
1: Well, we will have our movie reviews coming out, starting with the net, and we're going to start doing that. Once we have, you know, now that everything's kind of settled, we'll probably go see some more movies, see Candyman, Shang-Chi, all those, Mm -hmm. do some reviews.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I do podcast forms of the shows I do. So like uh, Live in the Dark, there is Cinema Bias that's now all uploaded. You can like listen to every episode that's ever been recorded between me and Alex Mack of Cinema Bias, as well as me and Adam uh collins's new show why are we like this correct yes yes that's also all online so check that out it's anchor.fm ever growing yeah and then what do you got to plug eric
1: yeah uh same thing i mean i'm just doing the same stuff uh we just also do uh the video chronic pop culture Culture quiz Mm -hmm. every mondays and thursdays so now
0: you get into the plugs yeah Yeah,
1: i do that one like in addition to like all the stuff you just said and Mm -hmm. then uh yeah i think uh we're going to keep building this stuff out. We do some streaming stuff here. Now that we've got the room set and uh, yeah, I think we have uh, some fun stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, we have some games we want to play and yeah. some guests we want to have on and some content that we want to make into candy.
1: Yeah, we need a table. So, this table you, is. Yeah, if you have any table suggestions, uh, please feel free to send, us our, send it our way or donate.
0: Oh, donate. Or <laughs> do, like donate do money th- so we get a table. Guys, if you, I think if you just drop a like or listen, we already got monetized Like because so many people listen to a couple of our episodes. Right. So, we need to make more of them. But also, thank you guys. And please like and subscribe and read. I don't think we're on Apple yet, but that's because they have a rigorous podcast thing yeah so we're on other stuff or you can check us out at anchor.fm backslash video drew yeah and for that i am video drew that uh, is nerd chronic. I'm nerd chronic and this is the video chronicles and good night
1: yes good luck